Welcome everyone to uh, another week of Ramban ala, ala Torah, ala Parsha. This week we have the schos of reading Parsha's Korach. And the story of Korach will be obviously what we focus on because it's so critical to our understanding of, of Chumash and the, the relationship of Moshe Rabbeinu. But what I find most interesting about the story of Korach is the Ramban's approach. And the Ramban here, as in many, many places in the Torah, and you'll hopefully see it as we go through it, he steps back and he closes his eyes, at least as the way I imagine it, and he asks himself, how did it really play out? Right? What was the response? What was the, how did it really play out? And here we'll see something interesting. The, 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 the parsha starts, including the Ramban, first talk about the issue of what did, he, what did he take? But let's leave that for another time. And let's focus on another question. When did this story happen? So everybody's familiar with the Machlokas, Yesh Mukdam Muchar Batorah, Ein Mukdam Muchar Batorah, here we're going to see how that machlokas, that fundamental machlokas, plays out in our understanding of the story. I'm picking up in the middle of the first Ramban of the Parsha, Vama Rabbi Avraham, right? The Ramban has a tortured relationship with the Ibn Ezra. In his introduction, the Ramban talks about how much he loves Rashi, and he says, we'll have, I think the quote is, Tochacha Megula Va'ahava Nistara, in our relationship with the Ibn Ezra. Okay, this would be the Tochacha Megula. Says the Ramban, Rabbi Avraham, Sinai. First thing the Ibn Ezra says is the story did not take place after the Miraglim. The story took place back, 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 probably after the, the Chait HaEgel at Har Sinai. When God traded the chosen ones, the Bechorim, for Levim. Because B'nai Yisrael thought, according to the Ibn Ezra, that Moshe did it on his own because he wanted to make his brother the Kohen Gadol. He was favoring his own family. So at least you'd think the Levim would be in, in favor of the plan. But Levim didn't like the fact that they were nitunim la'aron of namely, they were just assistants to Aaron. V'kashar datan va'aviram ba'avur she'isir ha'bechoram me'ruvin avihem. And Dasan va'aviram were upset because the because they lost the bechora. Okay? Says the Ramban, V'zeh mida'ato she'rabi Avraham she'hu omer b'mekomot rabim e'in muktam u'mu'uchar ba'torah lirit sonau. Now, Lirat Sono is not in the original text of the Machlokas in Chazal. The Ramban understands. When he says Lirat Sono, he means, there goes the Ibn Ezra. You know, when it serves his purposes, he's going to claim that the Torah is out of order. Now, why did the Ibn Ezra claim the Torah is out of order? Because he wants to take advantage of the fact that the Bechorim were pushed off and Levium took their jobs. And obviously, you know, it's a completely different model, Right? I'm a second-born. If my older brother was served in the base Hamikdash, I would feel more connected, right? At the time where the Bechorim were going to take over the Avoda and the Mikdash, it was, we'll use the word democratic. Every family who had a firstborn had what we think of as a Levi. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu changed that plan. And Korach took advantage of the, the unhappiness over that 
to try to challenge Moshe. Okay? But says the Ramban, it's not true. Ukvar katavti ki al daati kala Torah kiseider. Ramban says, no, yesh mukdam ukhar ba Torah, there has to be an order to the Torah. Zulati b'makom ashe yifaresh hakatuv hahaktamav haichur. Except for places where the Torah makes it absolutely clear, and we'll see some of those places, the Torah gives you dates. So it's clear that this, this happened before that. There has to be a reason for it. Aval. So what does the Ramban say? The Ramban says, no. This happened, you know when Karach took place? Exactly after Shlach. It's all in, in chronological order. Says the Ramban, Chazal are right. Karach was jealous. He was jealous of El Tzafan. Why? El Tzafan was put in charge of all the Nevi'im. Korach said to himself, wait, my, my grandfather had four sons, Amram, Yitzar, Hebron, and Uziel. Amram, one of his sons became Moshe Rabbeinu, one of his sons became Aaron Kohen. I'm the second son, I'm the Bechor of Yitzar, I should get the job. Not, it shouldn't go to, to Uziel's son, he's the fourth son. So it's just jealousy, says the Ramban, he was jealous. But that's not what he, what he complained about. Rather, he said, Vikine Gamba Aharon. Not only that, he was jealous of Aaron. Kemoshen Amar Uvi Kashtem Gam Kehuna. Vinim Shechu Datan Vaaviran Imo. So Dasan and Aviram, who weren't Levim at all, they followed along. Velo Allah Bechora. But the Ramban says here the Ibn Ezra is wrong. They didn't challenge Moshe over the Bechora. Why? Ki Yaakov Avihem Hu Asher Bitel Meruven Unetan Ali Yosef. It was Yaakov Avinu who gave the Bechora from Ruvain to Yosef. It wasn't Moshe. Why would they get upset at Moshe about that? But they felt, after the Chet HaMaraglim, we're never getting out of the Midbar. That's the number one driving force for the Ramban. The people realized they're never going into Eretz Yisrael, and they were frustrated by that. If you go back to Midbar Sinai, says the Ramban, everything was great. Even with respect to Chet HaEgel, very few people died. Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Har Sinai, daven 40 days and 40 nights, and he got God to forgive Klal Yisrael. Now here's the Ramban's closing his eyes and imagining the situation. He says, They loved Moshe Rabbeinu. And they listened to everything he said. And if somebody said something negative about Moshe Rabbeinu at that time, Right? They would kill a person. It's Moshe Rabbeinu you're talking about. Saval Korach Gidulat Aharon so because Moshe Rabbeinu, do it in our language, his, his ratings were very high. Klaisol, he was at 90%. His, the approval of Moshe Rabbeinu as the manning of Klaisol was at 90%. So in politics, it's the same thing. No one's going to attach, no one's going to attack a leader who has such high approval ratings. Aval, bivoam el midbar paran. 
Umesu bikivrot hatavarabim, right? There was a plague. There were people who died over the meat. This is a close call. The Ramban thinks Moshe Rabbeinu didn't really daven for Klai Yisrael after the Meraglim because they had no choice. He just davened to sort of extend the period of time in which God would, would deal with them. And Moshe didn't get God to forgive them completely. On top of that, And the ten evil Meraglim who were also Nisiim died. Vin, and now the, the worst thing, and the people realized after Moshe told them they're never going to go into Eretz Yisrael. Moshe's approval rating plummeted. The people were frustrated. They saw Moshe Rabbeinu's leadership is not, is not perfect. On the contrary, it's much worse. Now, Korach, being a smart man, says, this is the moment. It's true. All these things are unrelated. But this is the moment that I could challenge Moshe and I could challenge Aaron. And he thought correctly, this is a time where the people might listen to me. Amru. You haven't given us anything, Moshe. What have you done for us? We'll just die here. Etc. He says, you're telling us now our children will go into Eretz Yisrael. We don't believe you. You didn't take us in. Why would you take them in? So says the Ramban, what Korach did is basically put together a coalition of the disaffected. There's these different groups. There's the Bechorim, who are upset that they lost that. The Levim, who had to work for the Kohanim. They're different groups. And in fact, as the story plays out in the Pesukim, you see it's true, right? 250 people have to do the, the Ketoras off, right? The contest with the Ketoras. But Dustin and Avirim are still at their tent, and they, they suffer an earthquake. Anyway, what the Ramban says is what Korach did was wait for a moment where Moshe's leadership was weakest and jump on him and get all these different people and tell everybody, I'm working for you, I'm working for you, I'm working for you. The truth doesn't matter. He's getting all these people to buy in so that he can attack Moshe Rabbeinu. V'kachava. That's what happened. And the story plays out as it plays out. Okay, that's the first Ramban on the, on the Parsha. Second one is just is a quick one. But it's, it speaks to, and I, I don't really understand it, why the Ramban loves Aaron HaKohen so much. And he really loved Aaron HaKohen, no matter the fact that when you read in the Psukim, it seems like Aaron may have made mistakes from time to time. Not in the Ramban. So Pasuk Dal, it says, Vayishma Moshe Vayipol Al Panav. Now, being a very thoughtful and close reader of the Chumash, the Ramban wonders why Vayipol Al Panav, why not Vayiplu Al Panehem? Aren't there two of them, as happened many other times in Bamidbar? Right? They fall on their faces. My daughter once said to me, Bamidbar, isn't that the book where Moshe and Aaron fall on their faces all the time? So that's what's happening. So says the Ramban, why not? Velo vayiplu, pasuk dalit, ki aharon b'musaro u'bikdushato lo anadavar b'chal amachloket hazo. Aaron had nothing to do with this. Why not? Vayikimacharish. He was quiet. U'kimodeh shema'alat korach gidolami ma'alato. Aaron is such a tzaddik, 
He thought Koch was right. Why should I be the coin Gadol? Let Koch be the coin Gadol. But Moshe Rabbeinu says he should be the coin Gadol, so he'll be the coin Gadol. It's really it's an unbelievable insight. Says the Ramban, like I, I think Aaron was supporting Korach. In practice, he obviously did what Moshe said. But he said a person of his self-awareness, a person of his tzidkus, a person of his anava, is saying, no, I got to think that Koach would be better than me. It's really like a shocking thing, although it makes you think that Koach had personal um, you know, qualities that we gloss over. right? If our, Let's say the Ramban's right, because the Ramban's right. So if we say that, it means Aaron knew who Korach was. He wasn't just a clown. He must have had redeeming personal qualities. He must have had a reason why he thought I could be the Kohen Gadol. And Aaron agreed with him. So, okay, just a side point, a small point, but an important point that Aaron may have been, you know, on the other team for these purposes. Okay. So Moshe tells them, let's have a Kitoret off. Let's have a contest. Okay, you guys bring Ketoros, Aaron brings Ketoros. Let's see whose Ketoros will be accepted by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's an interesting idea. We you know, we know it since we're kids that that's the contest that's going to determine. But the Ramban notices something interesting, which is, when did HaKadosh Baruch Hu tell Moshe Rabbeinu that this is how we should decide things? Right? Where does that come from? It's not in any Pasuk. And here you have the Ramban's insight into Parshas Koch, but you also have a bigger idea in the Ramban. Amen Pasuke, um, about the middle of the Ramban, he says, first idea, he's going to have a number of ideas and we should get used to this. The Ramban often gives a number of answers, a number, a number of explanations. Sometimes he tells you what he really thinks. Sometimes he just leaves it out there, right? There are multiple levels in the Ramban. There's Pshat, there's Drash, there's Kabbalah. It's all there. He says, Vihine. Moshe me'atzmo chashav ha'machshava hazot. It was Moshe's idea. V'ratzah b'ktoat yoter mishar karbanot. Why? Ki ra'akvar b'nadav va'avihu ki b'hakrivam k'torat zara lifnei Hashem nisrefu. He knew this k'toras is a big deal. It kills people. So Moshe, maybe in a, in a negative way, thought, let's get the k'toras involved. V'hitir la'aharon la'haktir otel etzorach ha'sha'ah. Aye, so then how did he let Aaron bring Ketoros for no reason? So the answer is no. Aaron brought Ketoros because it was necessary for this contest. Oh, alternatively, or it could be, this is the Ketoros that Aaron brought every morning in the Mishkan. And Moshe trusted that even though it was his idea, HaKadosh Baruch Hu would play it through the way he thought. V'yeshomrim. That's one answer. Another possibility. V'yeshomrim. Ki va'yishma Moshe va'yipol al panav lidroshet Hashem lodat ma'yaseh. When Moshe, he didn't fall on his face because he was scared. He fell on his face to Davin. And he had he had a nevuah then. V'oz ne'mar lo boker v'yodas Hashem esashelov esach kadosh v'yikriv alav. Right? God told him at that moment to do the Torah contest. Now, this reminds us very much of Moshe in front of Paro, right? Where the problem is, Paro says to Moshe, uh, you're not going to see me again because the day you see me, you're going to die. But Moshe then gives him the whole warning about Makas Bechoros. And the Ramban says the same thing there. In front of Paro, God appeared to Moshe Rabbeinu and told him what to say. 
So here too, in front of all of Klai Yisrael, God appeared to Moshe and he told them, let's have the guitarist contest. Now, why does this matter so much in the Ramban? It matters for the following reason. Says the Ramban, None of this is mentioned only when Moshe tells it over to the people. Says the Ramban, there is no rule, right? Often we say to ourselves, why is this Pasha so long in the Torah? Why is this so short? How come sometimes it says, Vayom Hashem Moshe Lemor? And then you have Moshe telling Klal Yisrael again, and sometimes it doesn't have that. Says the Raman, there is no rule. It doesn't say in the story of, of the two and a half tribes, there's no reason to say that. In the context of the story, it becomes clear that HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Moshe what to do. But the Torah doesn't have to tell us every time. Right? At the end of the story, the Shvatim say, that which God told you will do. Well, when did God tell you? So the answer is it doesn't say in the Torah. The Torah can choose to tell the story once. The Torah can choose to tell the story twice. Right? The Torah can choose, as in Bracious with Eliezer and Rivka, tell you the story three times. And the Torah might choose not to tell you the story at all. But you have to understand from the context what happened. Okay. God told Moshe, he says, you can't read the story otherwise. Talking about the, the two and a half tribes who wanted to live in Eber Yardin, he says, it can't be that Moshe, with respect to the Nachla, made a decision on his own. It was too important to all of Klai Yisrael. It's clear in the context that God told Moshe, even though the Psukim are less than clear. Now back to us. Now the Ramban tells us, but I think not that Moshe got it in and not that Moshe thought of it on his own. Something similar. He was divinely inspired. This is important. Says the Ramban, there's a difference between Nivuah Nivuaz, word for word, Akash Baruch told Moshe X, Y, and Z, and Ruach HaKodesh. Ruach HaKodesh, I would call some divine intuition. Moshe Rabbeinu thinks to himself, what would Akash Baruch want me to do now? If he would want me to bring Ketorah and have them bring Ketorah and have the world see who's right and who's wrong, I should do that. It says the Ramban, Kinyan b'sifrei David u'shlamo, shehayu b'ruach HaKodesh. Right? Nobody refers to David and Shlomo as Nevi'im. But says the Ramban, they had Ruach HaKodesh. Ruach HaKodesh is something real. It's not some mystical thing that we, we, we speak about Ruach HaKodesh now because we don't know what it is. I certainly don't know what it is. But says the Ramban, if you spend, and let me see if I can find the line here. He 
He says, Moshe Rabbeinu was Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu's ideas are different than my ideas and your ideas. Moshe Rabbeinu knew HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He knew him, he knew him directly. He saw him pe, el pe. And therefore, when Moshe Rabbeinu has an idea, it came from him, says the Ramban. God didn't intervene at all. Moshe Rabbeinu had this idea. But the idea came from his Ruach HaKodesh, not just from some intelligence that he has. What is Ruach HaKodesh? It would be hard for me to try to answer that question. It's a level less than Nevuah. It's a level above intelligence. More than that is hard to say, but the Ramban felt that Moshe Rabbeinu had that, and Moshe Rabbeinu used that insight, that, that sixth sense, to guess that Kitar was the thing that he wanted from God, and to make sure that that worked. Okay. Let's do one last one. This is something that often comes up in the Ramban, which is where you box yourself in. Because on the one hand, and on the other hand, I'll explain what I mean. At the end of the story, towards the end of the, the confrontation with Korach, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Hashem Moshe Ve'aron kiraga. Right? I'm going to destroy them. Right? You're going to destroy everyone when only one person sinned? The Ramban asks the obvious question. Says the Ramban, It's an in-between type of question. I think it's a good question. If as Moshe Rabbeinu said, why you get if if they didn't really rebel against Moshe, what was God so angry about? And let's say they really did rebel. Right? Either Bnei Israel sinned and Moshe and Aaron are lying, or Bnei Israel didn't sin. And why is God so angry, right? Oftentimes, we get to situations in the Torah where we're sort of boxed in by either side. So says the Ramban, it's not the, you know, it's not the greatest answer, but the Ramban feels the need to try to answer these questions. He says, I, I'm skipping a bunch in the Ramban, Aval hatam ki ha'aron. So if you play through the story, everybody at the beginning was with Moshe and Aaron. Then Koch makes a big speech saying, I'm not doing this for me. He's lying. I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for you. The people fell for it. Right? Again, combined with all the bad things that were going on, including not going into Eretz Israel. The people fell for it. Maybe Koch is right. They watched. The Ramban is stuck on that point that the Avod would go back to the Bechorim because, again, it's two different models of Avod Hashem. And there, there is something really compelling about a model in which every family, more or less, has a Levi. Okay? Now. So now Karach is winning and he's getting people to support him. So they, they at that moment, Bnei Saul should have been destroyed. Right? 
וחייבים מיתה בידי שמיים. בני ישראל, in that moment, when they thought really it should go back to the Bechorim, they were rebelling against Moshe Rabbeinu. They were rebelling against God. They believed in their heart that Moshe was, born, was wrong. But Moshe and Aaron claimed nobody actually sinned. The only person who did an action, who challenged Moshe, who acted disrespectfully, and he really did, was Korach. He was the cause. He seduced the people. Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron said HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Korach deserves to die, because Korach is at cause, is at fault for all this. It's true, Bnei Yisrael fell for it, but they fell for it b'machshava v'lo b'dibur, v'lo b'maaseh, God forbid. They thought to themselves, maybe Korach is right, but beyond that they didn't do anything. It was Korach's fault, it was Korach's action, and therefore Moshe and Aaron say to him, you know, only Korach should be punished, not the rest. It happens to be that the sense you get from reading Psukim, is that Moshe took all of this personally. You know, when Benot Slavchad come to Moshe, and they say, Avinu meit ba'midbar, v'hu lo haya ba'adat korach, the sense you get is that they knew. Had he been part of the Korach rebellion, Moshe wouldn't have given them the time of day. That Moshe took it personally, and it mattered to him. But because they weren't part of the Korach rebellion, you have the sense, as actually happened, that Moshe would listen to them and have some sympathy. So again, just to review, the whole idea of the rebellion is Korach getting a whole bunch of different groups, says the Ramban, to be angry at Moshe. Why now? Because now things are going south. After the Ched Raglam, after the Ched Aslav, after the Kivot HaTa'ava, after HaKadosh Baruch who says to them, you're never going into Eretz Yisrael, there's a depression. There's a frustration. And Korach, like a great politician, waited for his moment. And then he gets all of Klaishol, all the different groups, none of whom share any ideas. Right? It's almost like currently in Israel, not to take a position one way or the other, our hatred for the Prime Minister unifies us. It does work. It's part of human nature. And the Ramban says that's what Koch took advantage of. Aaron wasn't part of anything, because Aaron's a tzaddik. Aaron, in fact, would have been happy for Koch to be the, the Kohen Gadol. That's a huge chiddush. Moshe had this idea on his own. He had Ruach HaKodesh to try to have the idea of the, of the Ketoret making a difference. And finally, finally, Moshe Rabbeinu, um, oh, and finally, right, Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron arguing in favor of Klal Yisrael sort of as an in-between position. On the one hand, it's not true that only Karach sinned. Everybody sinned. On the other hand, only Karach sinned. When we think of a sin, we think of a ma'aseh, we think of a disrespectful action, we think of the things Korach did. B'nai Israel didn't do those things, therefore, let's save B'nai Israel. Okay? It's enough for today. Shabbat shalom to everyone, and see you next week.